Hello, everyone. The conversation continues. I'm Michael DeSmuke. I'm a freelance writer for Star Trek Adventures and also Captain's Log, the solo RPG. I'm also a blogger on Continuing Missions, which is the number one site for Star Trek Adventures RPG and Captain's Log. In addition to doing this uh, wonderful show for now 100 and something odd episodes with the fantastic Jim Johnson. Hey everybody, Jim Johnson. I'm the project manager and line editor for the Star Trek Adventures RPG, published by Modiphius Entertainment. Uh, also the Captain's Log Solo RPG. Did I not say that? Yeah, no. Captain's Log Solo RPG as well, both published by Modiphius Entertainment. Happy to be on this show with Michael these many years. And we have a fun, uh, short little episode here for you tonight that we thought would be useful. Um, Michael, you want to uh, introduce it? You want yeah. me to? Yeah, well, basically, I want you to start with it because we hear a lot on social media, people coming into the game, you know, we're growing the game one person at a time. <clears throat> and one of the questions that I see most on social media is, where should I start? What mm. should I buy? How do I get started in this game? And so I thought, well, instead of we've interspersed this answer through dozens of episodes, I know, and it came up, but I thought, why not have one truncated episode where we give people a little appetizer for how to get into Star Trek adventures and some of the key supplements if they want to expand beyond the core rule book. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Where would you start? All right. So first, I'll get this caveat out of the way first. If you're playing Captain's Log, <laughs> all you need is captain's log go get that you're done show's over good night <laughs> okay, um, however if you're talking about star trek adventures now you have to understand newbies that are coming into the game and we love you and we're excited to have you here uh star trek adventures is a uh, mature game line it's been out for seven plus years there is a wealth of material and i'm confident it could be overwhelming because there's a lot of stuff in fact i was just working on a on a document that uh recaps our 2023 releases and i compared that to the 22 releases and i compared that to the 21 releases there's just a ton of stuff that's come out for this game over even just over the last couple of years and uh, and it ain't gonna stop because there's more i got i got a robust release schedule for 24 and 25 already in the books uh not i mean not in the books but yes. like you know firm <laughs> solid mm -hmm. um and then projecting ahead but anyway, so the, the last seven years, though, have been super productive, and I, I totally get it. Like a new fan coming into the game, holy cow, you got so much, you got so many options and so much stuff to think about. But um, I'm going to take my, my Modiphius hat off for a second and just say I'm a raging fanboy of Star Trek Adventures because I love the game. Even though I'm the project manager, I love the game. I am not trying to sell to you. Okay. So the best, simplest, easiest way to get into this game at zero cost except the cost of your internet service provider, whatever. Go find BC Homes' character generation generation app, which is updated with literally everything that's come out for the game so far. Mm -hmm. So that, that's your ticket to creating characters, creating NPCs, creating space sectors, and whatever other crazy tools. Starships? Ships, yes. Ships that are built into there. And I know BC is constantly updating it with new stuff. So free character builder app. And then go download one of the two free quick starts. We have a Starfleet focused quick start adventure, and we have a Klingon focused Starfleet, a Klingon focused adventure. So if your if your group is uh, into the into the stabby pew pew and want to get into the fighting and action right away, grab the Klingon one. If you want to be Starfleet and you want to be a little bit more thoughtful and and a little less uh, 
um, stabby, then then grab the Starfleet one. Either one of those quick starts will immediately get you into the game with pre-generated characters. We'll teach you the system because the system is summarized in 30 odd pages. So you don't have to go read the tome, the core book tome of 360 pages or the Klingon core book, which is 400 pages. Right. That's a lot of great content, but it's a lot. Right. And it's a lot for a newbie to absorb. Uh, So basically, long story short, to get started with the game, grab one of the free quick starts, either one. Don't care. Um, Or oh no, not not or. And so use the free quick start to get into the game and play the introductory adventures. Check those out because they're in there. Um, and then um, use the character app uh, to make characters, make NPCs, et cetera. I think that's that, really cool. So we're, yeah. just the fact that you can get into a game for free mm-hmm. to get wet your appetite is really cool uh, as an option there. And from having played the quick start and having been involved playing this game for eight years, I can tell you right now that that's a very satisfying game. That first one really gives you a holistic view of the rules, the mechanics. And by the time you're done with it, the players are like, that's it. That's all I got to do. It's like, yeah, basically, that's it. From there, you can really start writing your own stories, especially with the preaching characters. Yeah. And (laughs) you don't even have to go write your own stories because we also have 15, 15, I think it's 15 free mission brief packs that you can go download off of uh, the Medifia store or drive through RPG or whatever. And each one of those mission brief packs contains 10 high level outlines of an episode. Like it gives you the, it gives you the story beats. It gives you minor plots. It gives you the synopsis. It gives you a conclusion. It gives you opening captain's log suggestions for NPCs, most of which are tied directly to the core book, but you don't have to worry about it because you may not even need NPCs, right? You can just narrate it if you want to. So that's 150 episodes. That's like a whole seven seasons, if not more. Yes. Yes. It's a hundred. It's it's a seriously 15 mission brief packs that are all free. And so that's 150 episodes. So like just literally starting this game with zero cost to you, you got your quick start adventure that has all the key rules in it, especially the core mechanic, Mm -hmm. uh, which is like, I mean, really you could probably take the core mechanic and run hours of Star Trek adventures and not even worry about any of the advanced rules, like much less combat or, uh, or space combat, uh, starship combat. Um, and then the, uh, the, the character app has all the character building stuff in it. And it may not have the nuances that the core book has and that the core ba- core book explains a little bit better yeah. um, or more, you know, in depth, but uh, it'll get you started. It, it's enough to get you into it. Definitely enough for a convention game. Definitely enough for a uh, for a game you know, at, a, at like a game store or something. If you wanted to run a one shot at a game store or something. Um, and from so, what I've heard, yeah. I'm pretty confident that once people start there, they'll salivate and want a little bit more. It's it's kind That's of what I've seen happen. And so if they do graduate from that and they want a core rule book, I want to point out that there are three core rule books. Um, I know I have my favorite to start with if I was to do it, but let's talk about each one of those core rule books, the difference between them. And then maybe Jim, tell me which one you would start with. I know which one I would start with. Yeah, well, I mean, so, uh, you know, f- we've given you some options, right? Again, because you are benefiting from the fact that this is a mature game line, seven years strong, continuing on. Uh, we do have three different options for core books now. So you can go with the tried and true traditional original core rule book, which is uh, Starfleet focused, also very much focused on the uh, the next gen DS9 Voyager era. Not that you can't use it for original series enterprise or literally any other era you want. It's just that when the game launched in 2017, we had to pick something to kind of go with the default era. And we felt that 2371, there was just a ton of stuff going on 
in the Star Trek universe. You, you had the Dominion War starting to brew up. Voyager just disappeared. The Enterprise D just crashed on Viridian uh, after generation or after um, yeah after generations. So so Starfleet needs a new crew was our little tagline for, mm-hmm. for that book uh, for that for the for the launch, and um, it's a great opportunity to get in, be Starfleet, and go do cool Starfleet stuff, right? Uh, the core book's got everything you need. Again, you can play it any era out of that core book if you want to. If you want a dedicated Klingon experience for your campaign and your group, go get the Klingon core book. You don't need the original core rule book. All the rules are in there. Everything you need is in there. There's an alternate reputation system. There's an alternate uh, character development system if you don't like the one that's in the Starfleet core book. Um, so then you're off and running being a Klingon and having having a great time as a Klingon. Um, the third option is the Rules Digest, which is in the Tricorder set, but it's also available by itself. Of course, all this stuff is available on PDF as well. But uh, when we did the Tricorder set, that's the original series era Tricorder set, we did a smaller sized uh, paperback digest of the core rule book. And we developed the Tricorder Digest right about the same time we were developing the Klingon core book. So the handful, and, and seriously, it was really a handful of rules tweaks that we made in the Klingon book, we mostly carried over to the Tricorder book, but you know, I've apologized before and I'll apologize again. We were under an incredible time crunch to get that Tricorder done. And so I didn't have time to do all the changes I wanted to make in the Tricorder set that we made in the Klingon core book. I mean, literally I was making changes right up to the 11th and a half hour until I was like, okay, we've got to, we got to send it. Otherwise we won't, we won't make our you know, our deadlines and stuff. So, yeah. well, I um, know my favorite personally is the yeah. tricorder set, which I kind of call the TOS Strange New Worlds Discovery Era because that's really <laughs> where it would fall. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, those are popular shows right now, and an, that, yeah. that that genre of time is starting to expand the canon. Um, I liked it because of the reasons you mentioned the simplification. I love the size of it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think it, you know, it, it's soft cover as opposed to hardcover, which is a challenge just because durability over time. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see how it survives, even though I do use the electronic version more. But the biggest thing that I liked about it was when it came with the tricorder set. Not only was the tricorder set cool, but it came with the Kirk tunic dice, the the green dice. So if you want the coolest dice out there, um, that was a cool a cool buy. Now, in mm-hmm. a question, in order to get the rules digest, do you have to buy the tricorder set? Uh, no, we uh, we we print when when we printed the tricorder set, we made sure to print overs of the rules digest. So we we printed you know umpteen number of tricorders, and then we did a plus on the digest so that we could sell the digest by itself. So you don't have to buy the the tricorder set. I would have I, I will argue though. Again, I'm trying not to sell. I'm not trying to sell to you, but like bang for your buck, gaming dollar value. That tricorder set is hard to beat because you've got. You've got the the rules digest, the big thick like three hundred page rules digest in paperback. You've got a full blown three part campaign that yours truly wrote, and I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, there's tokens in there. There's two sets of pre gen characters. There's the uh, Enterprise crew, the classic Enterprise crew, and then also the Lexington crew that you can use in your game. Uh, what else did we put in there? Uh, reference cards for all the different key things about the game, and then also a whole bunch of dice. Right here's the this is the dice pack from the tricorder set. You got five Kirk tunic dice, which are green with the gold lettering, and then you got ten challenge dice in a really clean, easy to read format. So ten dice, uh, or actually it's uh, ten is fifteen dice, fifteen dice 
plus uh plus the rule book plus the campaign plus a bunch of other stuff in an awesome box that opens yeah. and it looks like a tricorder i don't have it in front of me but and then, uh, it's past it's past the time but there was a wicked sale on it around in november yes there was a wicked sale i think you could get the whole thing for 46 bucks i think that was a us yeah. dollars or something and i was just like sale, yeah jaw, that was like 50 percent off and it was just like a almost 50 percent off so that that's cool but either way that's that the tos one or the um uh yeah the rules digest is my favorite so so yeah. once they start there that again you know it's it's graduating up to okay i want to have all the mechanics and all the rules and have a little bit more fleshed out maybe those core robots give you some history about star trek and the command and the different divisions and how they work the department so that's for the you know person who really is like oh i'm loving this i want to build world build a little bit more mm-hmm. um okay so so someone gets the core rule book now i know this is controversial <laughs> what do you get after that because we all have our favorites so why don't you talk yeah. about if you only could get let's say if you could only get two books for you jim to support that what would your two books be we'll talk about other mm-hmm. ones later but i'm gonna I'm going to say if you were on an island and you only get two additional books to take with you, what would you take? All right. So this is assuming I've got the core book, a, a core book, right? And all uh, the free stuff yeah. you mentioned. If I am uh, if I am a player, mm-hmm. so, and, and I am probably never going to Game Master, I'm just going to be a player. I'm dedicated to being a player. I've got my core book. What two books am I going to buy either in PDF or in print format, whatever? I mean, who cares, right? Whatever format you're getting, as long as you're getting it and having fun with it. If I was a player, the two books I would get are The Player's Guide and uh, the second one's going to kill me because there's we agree on this. so many options here. I agree with you on The Player's as Guide. As a player, um, assuming, assuming we're playing a Starfleet game, um, I'm getting The Player's Guide and I'm getting Utopia Planitia. Interesting. Those, as a player. Because the Utopia Planitia book has literally every space frame from the 20th to 25th, early 25th century uh, for Starfleet. So I could take the player's guide, the the Utopia Planitia book, and I am, uh, you know what? Wait a minute. Let me think about this. Yeah, I think you're going to change. I think I honestly think you're going to slip on that. I uh, think I know. What? I think I think would Utopia Planitia would be would be better for somebody else. Um, uh-huh. I'm going to re I'm going to resend that. I'm going to say player's guide for sure. Mm-hmm. But number two, most utility is going to be the lower decks campaign guide. Exactly. I agree because uh, there's there's so much stuff in there that's not related to the TV show that is great for Starfleet campaigns, especially for junior officers, and probably a lot of the character, a lot of the players are going to be playing junior officers. So yeah, I think that's what I would do. Mike, Michael, I got to ask, what are your two picks? Yeah, so you you nailed it. So that's why I was like, Utopia Planitia, really that space yeah, frames. Okay. It's really the GM that designs what space frames you're going to be interacting yeah. with, not the player. Player's Guide for sure. That will teach you, in my opinion. I had no. I had. Uh, I wrote a large chunk of it along with some other talented writers. Will teach you to be one of the most amazing players your GM could ever want. Mm-hmm. If you really look at all the information in there, it um, it was meant to unleash your creativity and be like, oh my goodness, this is my game. This is my game to play. You know. So that's definitely creativity center. I love the second one. Why lower decks? And I would select it is because there's a section in case you're new to Star Trek. Not only does it give you some basic history about Star Trek, great episodes to watch, but there's tropes and it teaches you right away about what, how Star Trek is built. So you can have any kind of story, but what are some of the tropes you can throw in and Mm. not being afraid to unleash your imagination with how you use the technology, whether it's deflector shields or transporters. Like it kind of is once, I think when the new person reads that, they're like, oh, I, I get to make this up. 
Star Trek is all about unleashing the imagination. Plus, as we said on other shows, Lower Decks is the HR of Star Trek. So it's the official human, official unofficial human resources mm-hmm. book. So you're going to learn about career pathing. And even if you're the department head, you can have some really fun games running your department. Remember, if you're on the bridge, you're a department head. So you could get some insights into, oh, I want to explore my department a little bit more. Who works for me? What mm-hmm. does that hierarchy look like? Or if you're a lower decker, how do I climb to get onto the bridge if I want to advance my mm-hmm. career that way? So I just think it's a player that that one. It's a little, um, you know, you can get past the goofiness mm-hmm. um, if if you're playing a more serious game and cut out the comedy from lower decks. But yeah. you're going to learn a lot about first contact, second contact missions and what goes on inside a ship. So that's why mm-hmm. lower decks would have been my player selection too. Yeah, and from a game mechanic standpoint, I think the. Um... The supervising character rules in the lower decks book really nicely complement the supporting character rules in the core rule book. Um, so you could play, you know, junior officers as supporting characters, or you could play senior officers as, as supervising characters. And there's a nice, a nice parallel there. Um, so I think that that would work really nicely. Yeah, great, great stuff, Michael. Uh, and then as a game master, um, I think this is this is uh, gets a little <laughs> bit more challenging. Yeah, uh, because I know a lot of the books even though they're not specifically oriented to the game master, um, just by their very nature, a game master is probably going to buy them and get the most use out of them. But uh, I'm going to so- make your job a little easier answering this question too. Okay. Because I think it's important to differentiate it. Let's say if you were a game master and you were running a game TOS era, what would be the two games you pick, the two books you pick? And then we'll say if you were TNG era, what would be the two supplements? guides you pick i think it's important to differentiate that because i know it would affect my choice okay and we can get even more granular okay so i'm a game master running an original series campaign i'm getting the game master guide and i'm getting uh the discovery campaign guide Uh, because the discovery campaign guide does a lot of stuff that sets up the original series and to, to and to an extent sets up strange new worlds of course um but also ties into enterprise there's just so much stuff there so i think filling that gap between enterprise and original series and providing a lot of meat for characters who are in original series because a lot of the characters in original series probably have a direct experience with the war and and that's all discovery season one season two which that book is all all about so if i'm a game master doing an original series starfleet game uh, uh, or actually, I guess even the Klingon game, original series Klingon game, the mm-hmm. Discovery Cam- the Discovery Campaign Guide covers both, um, and then the Game Master Guide is going to cover anything I need uh, to 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 tighten things up. Uh, what are your two picks if you're a Game Master of an original series era? That's that's why I separated it because I, as you know, and I've said many times, I actually I actually you know I'd seen Discovery the first time. But I did not really enjoy Discovery till I got the Discovery Campaign Guide and read. Oh yeah, it okay. set everything in order for me, and it placed all the characters and major events. It made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the pieces I like for TOS era is you get that timeline of the events of the discovery. So you kind of understand a little bit more the geopolitical interstellar that's going on there. Mm-hmm. And I just I just love the design of the book. I think it had cool technologies, which other era that don't show up as Star Trek tropes initially so you have a lot of food and a lot and it just really brought that era alive so again if i'm doing tos and you know say if i have again the the core rule book the game rule digest and of course the game master's guide is epic 
um, a lot, a very popular book that a lot of people have picked up and read, even if they don't play Star Trek RPG. <laughs> um, but I think Discovery would definitely be my next choice on that one. Nice. All nice. right. TNG, right. what would be your so, selection? So now if I'm a game master running a next gen era, next gen DS9 Voyager, you know, late 20, 24th century, late 24th century, uh, probably mid, mid to late 24th century in that time frame. Um, I would probably still make the Game Master Guide one of my top choices just because there's so much great advice in there about effectively running a game, storytelling, um, uh, ways to enhance the rules, make things easier, etc. I think I'd probably still get the Game Master Guide. And then I would either grab the Utopia Planitia book because there's just such a wealth of um, space frames and stuff in there. Although I have to say that's that's almost more of a reference book. And I don't know that I would get as much use out of it. I think the book I would get the most use out of as a game master, especially if I wanted to drop just a F ton of story on my players for a good long time, I'd be grabbing the Shackleton Expanse campaign guide. Because even though there's original series stuff in there, it is super heavy on next gen stuff. And it's a 10 part full blown epic mini uh, epic campaign plus 46 mission briefs. I mean, that's 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 years of gaming right there mm -hmm. without even blinking. Uh, there's stuff in there for the players. There's some original characters, original character species in there. Bunch of stuff. It's 300 solid pages of uh, of just story goodness. So if I'm buying two books, I'm buying the Game Master Guide and Shackleton, I think. Um, and if I'm playing a Klingon game. Those are definitely the two I'm going with. I'm going with Shackleton because Shackleton was written specifically to cater to both Starfleet games and Klingon games. Mm -hmm. So if I'm getting the Game Master Guide uh, paired up with the Klingon Core book, I'm set there. And then I'm adding this massive Shackleton book on top of it. Um, those are my two choices for those two <laughs> forks in the road, as it were. But mm -hmm. Michael, what are, what are yours? Definitely Game Master's Guide. I think every Game Master should have that one. And my choice for the second one would be based on one factor. Am I, do I want to build my own world or do I need help building mm. my own world? If I need help and I'm not quite sure where to go or how to design a campaign and stuff like that, Shackleton Expanse Guide is definitely going to be the choice because all you have to do as a Game Master is drive people through that epic story. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of pluses to it, new kinds of characters, a lot of material for world building. So and, and, and an entire area of space with a map to be explored. So you could even have, you have all the tools you need in the Shackleton Expanse Guide. You really don't need anything else to run a campaign. Yeah. Like you said, with all the stories and stuff, it's very comprehensive. So that's if I need help world building. Now, if I'm more and my team is like, we want to make up our own stories. We want to set up our own species. And I don't want to be held down by anything. I'm going to go with Utopia Planitia because it shows you how to run a ship. So besides all the space frames that are in there, that's an education about shipbuilding. You also have in there, um, like, what do you do for mining resources? If all of a sudden your ship is damaged, it has, again, a wealth of information about protocol on a ship running a ship. Um, and I know one of our goals and one of the challenges you gave us writing it was after people are using Utopia Planitia, do they feel like they've walked the corridors of their ship? Mm. Do they know the systems very well? Can they take one of these apart and build a new ship? And, and so I think if I was, again, wanting to build my own world and create my own stories, I'm going to pick Utopia Planitia as my resource. Nice. And if you were playing a Klingon focus game, what would be your two picks? 
definitely Game Master's Guide. Um, and for TNG era, you said? Um, uh, I, yeah. I actually might, if I'm playing Klingons, which are a little, you know, again, separated from Federation, because those books I mentioned are kind of Federation heavy. Um, even Shackleton Expanse Guide, you you have to do a lot of mental tweaking in order to get it there. I think I I think in my opinion, I actually think my second book I would pick if I'm playing a Klingon game would be the Beta Quadrant book. Mm. I would I would go back and grab Beta Quadrant so I understand everything around the Klingon Empire, and and make that the central focus of the game. Those kind of characters, those those you know species, the Romulan border there and stuff like that. I think I think that would actually be my choice. Nice would be to go with. Yeah, beta quadrant book. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you know, um you know, just those two books, whatever category we just talked about, you can certainly um don't sleep on the fact that Star Trek Adventures has a wealth of digital supplements available as well. We have 25, 26 adventures available for purchase for you know a couple of bucks. Um, we've got tons of crew packs. So if you want to play a canon character, or you just want the canon characters to reference. Uh, we've got character packs for most of the series available to you in in variety of uh, seasons. Uh, we've got the animated series cam uh, animated series supplemental guide that just came out Ooh. not too long ago. So if you yeah. love the animated series or you want even more character species to play with, grab that one and, and have fun with Honestly, it. Honestly, to tell you the truth, if that would have been out when I started running my game, yeah, I bet you I'd be playing animated series right now because I think everyone got so excited when they saw that that mm -hmm. I would get I would grab the animated series with the IDW Year Five. Mm -hmm. supplement and i would use those two and explore that 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 would be a really fun world to build yeah the um the idw year so if, you, if you're if you're into the star trek comics right so you, maybe you're a comic book fan and you're wondering where the comic books are represented in uh mm -hmm. in star trek adventures go grab yourself a copy of the uh, idw year five um or even shackleton we we have a, a beautiful sidebar in shackleton that references the gold key comic era mm -hmm. um it's not a lot but you know we had to get a little a little easter egg in there for some folks um but yeah i mean uh, the the idw team did such a fantastic job on that year five uh series um 25 issues or whatever it was um and we just got we got the timing just right got lucky working on that as they were winding down that series and they gave us all the art that we can use and just some great material there so um, that would be super, super yeah. for, for you fans out there. I think one of the wonderful things about playing RPG nowadays is the PDFs are pretty much immortal, right? That that yeah. that really, um, you know, back in the days when I was playing RPG in the '80s, you got the hard copy. You got you had to make photocopies of it. You had to hole punch it. You had to put them in plastic sheaths to pervert, preserve them over time. And so that was the only choice. Now, don't get me wrong. I know I'm. I'm not a pack rat, but I collect these because of the covers. I just, I, I like having the hard copies. Um, but the fact that you're, there's no such thing as coming in late to the game because the PDFs are always accessible for the entire line. Um, I suggest people, again, you know, you may watch this video and say, okay, well, I happen to be playing a Gorn game, or I'm actually playing a Fenris Rangers game, or I'm playing a, a Prodigy level game. You can, again, go on to any of the social media where we're at ask the question and say, hey, I only have the budget for three bucks. What should I get? And I'm playing Prodigy. And you're going to have people shout out advice and ideas and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. that's kind of a really cool thing about the immortalization of PDFs. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the we didn't we haven't even touched on the division books or the quadrant books or the two uh, adventure supplements. So I mean, there's and that's uh, well, that's nine more books right there. Well, let's uh, ask we, one more question. Then. Let me ask one more question because it's fun. Okay, because <laughs> we we have a limited time, I know, but yeah. Suppose you wanted to play an admiral level campaign, and you had selected the you know you you had selected the core rule book you have that out of the way but you only get one book to choose because you're going to be playing an admiral level campaign what would be the book you choose uh well, i think it's got to be command the command source book because that's got the admiralty rules right in it yeah um exactly i still want to supplement that with the game master guide or the player's guide if i'm a player mm -hmm. or a game master yeah uh, but a command would be great for that uh because it gives you more more space frames if you because if you're not buying utopia planitia at least you're getting some more space frames in the uh, command source book um and it gives you the admiralty rules plus some rules on star bases which would be handy yeah. um and then if you wanted yeah. to then go and do a dominion war campaign go grab the uh go grab the the delta uh, the gamma quadrant book right mm -hmm. pair that up with command and then you can go be an admiral during the dominion war in, in your uh, in your set that'd be cool Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Something for everyone. So good. I think this was good. You know, it's a shorter video, but but hopefully people who've listened to it. And again, if you put it, listen to it at double speed, it only took you 15 minutes um, <laughs> to get through all yeah, this. Don't do that, though, because I talk so fast already. You wouldn't be able to understand me. <laughs> OK, 1.25 speed. OK, so so um, I, I think this is nice. And what we could do, Jim, is once this is published, then anytime someone, you know, asks on social media what they should start with, we could just drop this link in the chat and not have to type. <laughs> I like time sober. I like it. I, it. We'll have to we'll have to make them listen to it for 15, 20 minutes or whatever. But uh, it, it's not so bad. It's not that bad. <laughs> we're we're likable people, I think. Okay. We should do a video like this that just like explains the core mechanic, so we can get people over the over the fear that it's so complicated and it's so difficult to figure out. It's like really right. the core mechanic. Like you you strip away the the momentum, the threat, everything else. You just focus on that one core mechanic. Mm -hmm. You can have hours of great gaming experiences with just just rolling two d twenty. Right? Don't even get into the momentum and uh and threat or the challenge dice just just roll 2d20 happens all the oh time. gosh you know that almost sounds like uh, that almost sounds like a solo rpg <laughs> exactly that's all another episode <laughs> good, good point all right cool all right this is one of our uh shorties but goodies here let's move into our gratitude uh moment uh i'll go ahead and um i'm gonna go ahead and give gratitude to i think zoom today um I, and and the technology that's advanced podcasting when um if we were to try to do this 10 years ago, it would not have been as easy, but this is a thank you kind of to the people who've set the example of YouTube videos. It doesn't have to be high production. Um, it has good information. And I've been pleasantly surprised at, at the uptake and people's um, response to watching our show. So thank you for everyone who watches. Thank you for the technology that and, and it enables that. Uh, amateurs like me to get up here and provide some information and talk about something I love and continue the conversation. What about you, Jim? Uh, I want to thank all the fans, I, I specifically the fans that have been creating YouTube videos, creating Twitch videos, creating job aids, game aids, and, and finding ways to help new players get into the game faster, uh, not just by providing, you know, what books should I buy next kind of things, but like who are actually teaching the game, helping the game. Uh, I, I know that, uh, you know, um, uh, there's just so many videos out there right now of people trying to break down the game into its component parts and explain those different components to make it easy. So thanks to all those fans who've been doing that over the years. Um, you're you're really doing 
heroic work to get more fans into the game. And, uh, you know, it's grassroots. We're building this game one fan at a time. And the fans are helping other fans, which I really appreciate. Can't thank them enough. So thanks to those fans that are doing that. Uh, and then also just thanks for the casual fans who've been with us for, from the beginning, too, and, and are joining all the time. Like every every Sunday, we see new fans joining the Facebook group, at least. Uh, that's it never the, that's stops. The one, that's yeah. the one that's most visible. Like I see new people pop up on Discord. I see new people pop up on the, the official forums from time to time. Uh, Reddit is harder for me to keep track of because it because the number is so big. Um, but I think new fans come into Reddit fairly regularly as well. Uh, so the game's healthy, uh, and I'm and I'm grateful that the fans are supporting each other without even Modiphius getting involved. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I try to answer the questions when I can, but sometimes the fans are on top of it faster than than I can get there, or or Nathan can get there. And I'll read your answers, and I'm like, oh, okay, I you're done i I got nothing to add (laughs) just thumbs up or i'll hit the like button or something say call good so uh, anyway fans thank you appreciate you all all right well cool well until next time the conversation continues idic live long and prosper be safe be well we'll talk to you soon 